Welcome to Navigating the Modern World, a place to gain skills or new ways of thinking, coping, or approaching the areas of life that you may feel stuck, stagnant, fearful, or challenged. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of Navigating the Modern World. My name is Kimberly Johnson. I am your host. I'm a mindset shifter, a peace warrior, and a sex advocate. I do life coaching and sex coaching in the Denver, Colorado area. I am really excited about today's episode because the topic that we're going to talk about is social media and consciousness or social platforms, even like the news. And I'm excited to talk about it because in my experience of social media, I kind of have this like pull and tug in two directions. It's like, it's like somebody has my left arm and somebody has my right arm and they're kind of like pulling me in separate directions. And the other day I was sitting and I got very, very clear about like an aspect of social media that I had never really thought of as clearly as it like came to me this day. So I want to talk about, I want to start with this story that comes from a book that I'm reading. I'm reading a book, it's called The Book of Joy. And it's, it has three authors. Uh, one is the Dalai Lama. The other is Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who is the Archbishop of South Africa, and Douglas Abrams. And Douglas Abrams, I'm not exactly sure what all he does, but he works really closely with a lot of spiritual teachers. And then he also works really closely with a lot of scientists. So there's like a lot of science in the book about joy. And there's a lot of um, spiritual teachings about joy. It's like an amazing book so far. And there is this story in the beginning about the Dalai Lama was invited to Desmond Tutu's 80th birthday. And the, the birthday was going to be in South Africa. And the Dalai Lama was trying to get a visa to actually go to South Africa to celebrate with Desmond Tutu. And what happened is, is that China has a lot of weight in South Africa, a lot of like um, political weight. So what happened is, is China pretty much pressure on South Africa to not give the Dalai Lama a visa to come visit Des- to come and visit South Africa and to be a part of Desmond Tutu's birthday. And at first it seemed like this like kind of this like sad challenge that they were not going to be able to overcome and and then Desmond Tutu in the book starts talking about you know the basis of the book is that we have choice and how we see things we get to choose how we see things. So something can be an obstacle or a challenge or something could be an opportunity. And he was reliving the times when they were trying to plan for the Dalai Lama to come to South Africa. And when they found out the Dalai Lama couldn't come to South Africa, what actually happened is it became this news story. It became like highly publicized. There was lots of people talking about it, how the Dalai Lama can't go to South Africa because of China. And if you know anything about the Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama is actually in exile in India um, because 
also of China, of China taking over Tibet. And then he was exiled. He decided to exile himself from Tibet in order to hopefully keep China from like creating this huge bloodshed. And that was like 56 years ago. So that was a long time ago. But he's still in exile in India. And so China... With China, like not wanting him to go to South Africa, became this just like it was like a, almost a resurgence of like all of this stuff happening in the world and like all of the control China is trying to have over um, different parts of the world and how much power they do have and and um, and also like just the Dalai Lama being a refugee and like once again not being able to do all of the things he wants to do because of this whole other country it's just like it just like exploded in kind of this like political um social awareness and I was like reading this story and one of my and I just it like clicked for me because so you know how I said social media kind of has this like pull on me. It's like somebody's pulling my right arm, somebody's pulling my left arm, and it feels just like this like tearing. Like I'm not sure what I think about it. I like constantly want to be on social media, and then I want to be off social media. It's like this back and forth, back and forth. And something that I realized, and this is like my this has been my struggle, is like is social media helpful? Like yes, I get to put things out in the world and maybe inspire somebody or share a part of my story that really touches somebody and helps them understand their own struggle or their own um, like who they are. And and then there's this other side that's like it also like breeds comparison and it breeds like the same like it breeds positivity it can breed negativity if you have people on your feed that are like promoting negative things or things that um feel heavy for you or hard for you so it's like it's like this thing right and there's like the news it's like some news sites feel like they're lying other news sites I'm not sure other news sites I feel more called to listen to because they feel more truth and fact oriented but like what is the truth what is fact right like it's this big mumble jumble in my brain But I was reading this and the story and Desmond Tutu decides, he's like, you know what? I have choice in how I see this. And it's true the Dalai Lama can't come, which is sad, right? We get to acknowledge and validate our feelings. And Desmond Tutu said that the opportunity was for the world to once again get present to the suffering and the judgment and the political power and um, the discrimination that is going on in the world. So then I was like thinking about my own um, my own kind of challenges around social media and the news, and it just hit me that you know I've been studying consciousness for a while and just like super curious about it, not like not like thinking that I'll ever be like an enlightened one or but like really being curious about what we're doing here and like what the function of the brain is and and you know all of these things and in one of Eckhart Tolle's books I'm gonna find it really quick so the quote is um, I'm not sure which book it came from I actually was had his book out and I couldn't find it in the book but I found it in um, Google quotes And I'm not sure what book it is, but it's Eckhart Tolle who said it. And he says, you are not in the universe. You are the universe, an an intrinsic part of it. 
Ultimately, you are not a person, but a focal point where the universe is becoming conscious of itself. What an amazing miracle. And so whenever I've studied consciousness, what I understand is, is that we are simply an expression and we are simply like a viewing of the universe. Like we, we have consciousness so that we, so that the universe can see itself so that the universe can actually actualize and fully become aware of what it is. Right. So that's why we have consciousness, which don't even get me started on this whole thing because it's like, um, it's a concept that I think we could think about and think about and think about, but it really, um, may never become clear because it's one of those concepts that I'm not sure we're actually supposed to really understand. But so in the realm of consciousness of the brain, in the realm of um, understanding ourselves as human beings, one of the aspects of that is actually to sit and become aware, become aware of your thoughts, become aware of your emotions, become aware of Um, the things that are driving us, the patterns that become aware of your habits, become like fully to become aware. Like that is actually how we become conscious human beings is that we have full awareness of everything that's going on, the sensations in our body, the thoughts without like attachment, without judgment, without um, needing to identify like, oh, that thought is me. Like that is the point of consciousness is to just become aware of everything without the attachment, without the identity, without the judgment, just like noticing ourselves. To notice ourselves is to become conscious. And I was thinking about social media and the news, and I was like, oh, that is what the news is doing. So like, you know, I don't know how long the internet's been around specifically. I'm going to say, you know, it's less than, I think, 30 years. Um, I'm not sure about that, but I think it's like less than 30 years or, you know, at least it hasn't been huge. Like the internet wasn't huge until I was in high school or college. So, you know, that's only been like 10, 12, 15 years ago. Um, So it makes so much sense to me that all of a sudden we have access to everything. We see what's going on in every country. We um, literally can research any topic we desire. We can get in touch with anyone on the planet. Like Facebook connects us with people all over the world. Like, right? And so does Instagram. Like, like, and what I got clear about is that just as we become conscious in our own bodies and minds, that social media is just a mirror of that. In order for us to become a conscious, a conscious world, so not just me, but in order for us to become a conscious world, we have to have awareness. We have to be able to be aware of everything going on. And I was like, oh, and being aware does not mean that we need to become overwhelmed. Like so, sometimes the news or social media, it overwhelms me because it's almost like, I'm this little person. What can I do? Like, look at all the things going on in the world. Oh my gosh, right? And even when I begin to sit with myself, sometimes I'll be sitting in meditation. I'll be like, oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts. So many of them are negative. Like, I'm so worried about this or I'm anxious about this. Like, right? Like that too can become overwhelming. And that's like the viewing of it is what we're, what we're, 
meant to be doing to bring about consciousness. It's the worrying and the attaching and the making up stories and um, the identifying and the making wrong and the judging that, that we're also supposed to just notice. And so I was thinking about this with social media and the news. I'm like, oh, like now we have access to become aware of everything, everything going on, all of the things happening in the world, all the different people of the world, all the different movements and like all of these things. And we can just notice. We don't have to get overwhelmed like now we have to save the world. Um, we don't have to judge. We don't have to attach. We don't have to like see something and make it our identity like, ooh, I want to be that. But we can just notice. And in noticing... And just learning to be with, like compassionately be with, like really compassionately be with. So to have concern for all of humanity without judgment, without the worry, without the attachment, without the identity that I need to save everyone, like without needing to change or fix any of it, but just having the awareness and having the compassion and just like the deep concern and love for all beings and everything going on like just learning to be with what is so like for instance I want to give a specific example because this might seem like super out there for some of you or it might seem um super unattainable but like so for instance if some like let's say I'm driving and somebody flips me off right we have two options I can learn to be with the like the the thoughts and the feelings that arise in me, like what the heck or wanting to judge that person or getting frustrated myself, right? Like I can learn to just be with those things when they arise. Like, oh, I'm in judgment. Oh, I'm feeling anger. Oh, I'm feeling like I want to react. Like just being aware that that brings about consciousness because I'm not in reaction. I don't like flip him off too. I just am noticing what a stimulus in the world creates inside of me. And it's the same when I begin to like watch the news. Like, oh, this story is a rising sadness in me or helplessness. Like just noticing. I am not that helplessness. I am not that sadness. That is just what is arising in me. That is of the collective conscious. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, is that there are no um, there are no individual thoughts. There are no individual emotions. So my thoughts are not mine. My emotions are not mine. They are of the worlds. They are of the collective consciousness. Every single person walking this earth has felt sadness. Every single person walking this earth has felt some sort of suffering or anger or upset or judgment, like all of those things are universal. And same with happiness and joy and bliss and um, pleasure. Like those are also the collective consciousness. They're not mine. They're just something that arise in me that I can notice. Like, oh, this sandwich brings me pleasure. And just notice Just notice it's bringing up this pleasurable feeling in me. And this is what it's like to be human. Or this news article is bringing up sadness and upset in me. And that is what it's like to be human. That is what it's like to be another human being. And it's just part of the 
collective consciousness of seeing what is in ourselves and in the world. What is happening to us is also happening in the world. Because we are the walking projection of that thing. So if I'm sad, I'm out in the world walking around and people can tell I'm sad because I'm sure I act a different way. I'm sure my face looks different. I'm sure I say different things. We become what we are. And it's a part, and then it becomes a part of the world. It becomes a part of everything. And then somebody can see me and they can be like, oh, that girl's sad. And they understand because they also are sad, right? It's like we're constantly mirroring everything that we are. And it's the same with the universe. We just are a reflection of the universe. And the universe is just wanting to see us. And it's just like the universe is just wanting to see us so it can see itself. And it's the same with social media and the news. It's like, They are just so that we can have awareness of what is, so that we can fully see what is. And then when we're quiet enough, like really quiet enough, we can, instead of being in reaction of like, I need to fight against this or this is wrong, right? Like that creates more war. That's why wars are created is because we see something and then we react to it. So what we could do instead is if we're just aware of things like, oh, this is bringing up sadness. Oh, this is bringing up um, joy. Just noticing in each moment what it's bringing up, whatever it is. If it's on the news, if it's on social media, if it's something you see in the street, if it's something that your boyfriend says to you, like whatever it is, just noticing. And then what happens when we notice and we're quiet and we're not in reaction mode We can be in action mode in the world. If we're walking down the street and we see something happen, we can actually take action from a place of like loving care of another human being. Or if we see something on social media where somebody's bullying another person, we can pause and we can like say, okay, what action step do I want to take right now? What, and they call this wise action in Buddhism. Like there's like a wise action when we pause and we're not attached, right? Like I'm not going to attack this person because I think they're wrong and I'm right. That creates more war. But if I can just see like pause and say what this person is saying is creating upset in me. And then pause and check in and say, like, what could I say that serves all beings? What could I do right now that serves all beings? You know, one of my clients recently, we were discerning truth. And something that came to me when we were, like, dissecting and discerning truth, like, how do I know what my truth is? How do I know when I'm saying something and it's of my truth? And I, I immediately knew that when that tr- like truth real truth one cannot be misunderstood real truth is understood by all maybe it's felt maybe it's heard and understood but truth is understood so that's part 1 but t- part 2 is that truth is for the good of all beings when we speak truth and we're living in truth everyone wins It is not me or you. It's me and you. How can we unify? How can we come together? 
And I want to say something because somebody asked me the other day, but like, what if you have to say something that's like critical or, or like, what if you have to say something that feels like it might hurt the person's feelings? And I said this, I said, I am so grateful. There have been a few people in my life that have spoken truth to me that was hard to hear, but how I knew it was truth is that it fully supported me and it was in that moment something that I heard and knew was true even though it was painful to hear and I could hear it, digest it, and it helped me grow as a human being. And it was true for them and in me hearing it, it was true for me even though it was hard to hear. One time I had a friend tell me I was flaky and flighty And I had known this about myself. Like I had known that I canceled a lot. But when she told me, she said, you know, it really hurts my feelings when we make plans and you constantly cancel on me. Like I feel like you're, you're flaking and you're, you're flighty with me and it really hurts my feelings. And I heard her. Was it hard to hear? Yes, because I had to look at myself. I got that mirror, the perfect mirror. And when we get perfect mirrors, things begin to shift. We begin to shift. When we actually see what's real, what's really going on, this full awareness, which is what the news and social media has the opportunity to do, because now we can see things. You know, before people weren't going to other countries offering support, or we didn't even know natural disasters were happening. We didn't, you know, like a lot of times in the past, before all of this social like um, awareness has happened. We didn't know. And so if we don't know, nothing can be done. Not that there's like anything to really do, right? Except for just like hold compassion and know. And then if something calls to our heart, take action. I think a lot of times we like see things and we're like, oh, I have to change this. I need to fix this. Like this is broken. And I want to just say that the truth is, is that nothing is broken. And Sometimes things speak to our hearts that we can do in the world that we, you know, that it like comes from our heart of like, I'm going to give to this homeless person. I don't think anything's broken with this homeless person. That's not why I'm giving this person money or food. I'm giving them money or food because it's calling to my heart and because I love them and I see them as my brother or my sister. There's nothing broken about them. We all need help. We all need support doesn't mean there's anything broken with us or needs to be fixed with us. It simply means that together as a human race, we can come together. And as we come together more and more, as we see the truth through these social platforms or through hearing the news or for hearing our friends or whatever, the more that we know, the more that we can come together for each other and really love everyone like fully begin to end separation of like, oh, this whole culture over here is suffering. And I understand because I have my own version of that suffering. And my heart calls to me to be of service to them, to lift them up, to support them. Not because they're broken. Nobody is broken. Everyone is whole and complete. And it is simply just how can we begin to come together more and more and more and more. And social platforms just allow us to have this awareness. And it's so beautiful. And when we have the awareness, remember, without the judgment, without the attachment, 
without the needing to fix or think something's wrong or wanting to change, but really just having the awareness. We can get quiet and we can hear the callings of our hearts. Not everyone is called to talk about sexual shame like me. And thank God, right? Like not everyone um, is wanting to like put that out in the open. Not everyone that has herpes wants to say they have herpes all over the public um, platform. But for me, that is what calls to my heart. And anyone with herpes that has forgotten their wholeness and maybe, maybe, just maybe they'll see something I post and they'll remember. And that is how I want to lift them up and support them as a whole like as a whole body of human beings. We're all in this together. We all are of the collective consciousness. We're all here to support each other and love each other and remember who each other are and help the other person remember. If you meet someone and they have forgotten their wholeness, our job is to just be that wholeness so they can remember in your presence. Sometimes we need to say stuff. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes you just knowing your own wholeness literally inspires another person to remember their wholeness. And that's what we're here doing. And the more we become conscious of our own stuff, like really, like really conscious and aware of our own internal drives, like the things that drive us, the dialogue that drives us and know, really know that we're not those things. That we're not that voice that says you're not good enough. That we're not that voice that says you're going to fail. That we're not, we're not that thing that's just a thought. That's just an emotion that arises. We can just, the more that we become aware of that without attaching to our thoughts or emotions or without judging ourselves, we actually, we get to do the same thing with social media. We get to just be aware of what's going on. And then we get to be quiet and see what calls to our heart and begin to move toward that as a way of supporting the collective, as a way of recognizing all of our brothers and sisters as just what they are, which is whole and complete. And that's our job here. And our job is to look at the ways that we, um, we keep ourselves from being whole and complete, the ways that we tell ourselves we're not good enough, the ways that we beat ourselves up and really begin to get, get really fierce about that get fierce about those things instead of buying into them so much but get fierce about them and remind ourselves fiercely of what we really are and in doing that when we know our own truth and our own fullness then we give the gift of that fullness to the world and everyone we meet sees it and the more that we know our wholeness the more that we get connected to our heart's calling And then we get to be in action in the world, really supporting this collective, supporting our brothers and sisters, not because they're broken, not because we're broken, but because we all forget sometimes the world is chaos. We have a lot of trauma and things that hide us from the truth. We have a lot of addictions and habits that want to distract us from the truth. And I get it. I'm like full thrown one of you. I have all of them. Whatever you have, I have. But it's not us. It's not my truest nature. It's not who I am. These are all my learning tools so that I can have compassion for others, so that I can really um, know what it is to suffer and to experience joy and to experience what it is to be a human being so that every person I meet on the street, I get. I get. 
Not because I've experienced exactly what they've experienced, but because I get it because I've experienced some version. And I just want to offer to you to just begin to really see your wholeness. Not because I say so, but seek for it. What we look for, we find. Until next time.